are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sendable fans, it is game day. We've been waiting for this for weeks now and what feels like an eternity since ASU has played their last football game. But it is here. We are giving our final preview of the Vegas Bowl, which is ASU versus the Wisconsin Badgers, giving you all the final details leading up to this game that you are going to need to know. We've been talking about him specifically throughout the week, but we do have expert, expert and best friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, any other thing of the podcast you can think of. Uh you're, you're giving me a look, Donnie. Is that is that not okay? Is that not the intro that we rehearsed? No, no, no you're cool. I feel like a, a boxer in a boxing ring where they're just list, listing off all of these like great like accomplishments and like features and stuff. We'll get we'll get Bruce Buffer to like introduce you. Yeah, if you want. If you want, next time we can get like height and weight, like background education, all that other stuff. Uh, preferably, in this, not, pr- preferably not the height nor the weight nor the education. Actually, now that I think about it, so. none of that. Yeah, please. None of that stuff. <laughs> In this corner, we have a human, Donnie Druin, who is the all-Arizona uh, Sun Devils expert with Sports Illustrated. We've had him on the podcast before. If you've heard him, you might like his stuff a little bit more than ours, and that totally makes sense. So that's why we're bringing him on the podcast, uh, make our podcast a little bit more informative as per usual. Donnie, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. How about you guys? Not too bad. You guys are getting ready for the uh, the Vegas Bowl, right? You guys are up in Vegas. Um uh, game, getting ready for the game later today. Yeah, just checked in. Uh, games to, or uh, yeah, I guess we are recording for Thursday, aren't we? So recording Wednesday night. Episode coming out for Thursday. Way to go, Richie! Hopefully, yep. we're a lot richer by the time this episode airs. Yes, very true. So me and Donnie checking into the wonderful Flamingo. Please sponsor us. And yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Me and Donnie ready to uh, enjoy ourselves, take a look at this game, and really hope that ASU can pull out a win. Right. We'll talk about that in a little bit more depth for sure. But thank you so much for making Locked on Sound Levels your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by NetSuite. They're the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and much, much more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Gentlemen, we all have our specific Twitter accounts as well as our uh, Twitter pages for our, our specific companies as well. You can find me, Connor Drios. At Tidrios, you can find Richie Brads at Richie Brads with a Z36. Find Locked On Sun Devils at LO underscore Sun Devils. And Donnie Druin, where can we find you on Twitter, my friend? At Donnie Druin. And what about your guys? That was really, that was really difficult. At All Sun Devils. <laughs> at All sure. Sun Devils for everything uh, Sun Devils at, uh, for Sports Illustrated. Excuse Hashtag me. So. get Donnie to 7,000 followers. Bro, I was at, I I was at 7, like 30. Yep. And then I, I unfollowed you. Like, so. Thank you. You probably said something negative, and it everyone was, was like, mm, "It was mm, all of the, it. it was all of like the the bots and like the the Steeler fans started unfollowing me since I don't like do a whole lot of Steelers coverage now." Lame, Superman. Well, I'll never unfollow you, Johnny. Never, never. You I couldn't pay me to unfollow you. Uh, I'm sure I could. No. <laughs> <laughs> While we might be the best Sun Devils uh, re- reporters in a sense, or at least content producers, gentlemen. There are other experts that have been previewing this game, specifically looking at ASU's chances in winning the Vegas Bowl against the Wisconsin Badgers. As of right now, I don't think it's any surprise to any of us that uh, Wisconsin is being heavily favored, especially by our uh, our good friend at ESPN, the Power Index, is not giving ASU a huge chance to win, which 
it is always, always cause and effect, right? Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and take uh, a look at our first expert at Sporting News. Have Wisconsin winning 28-18. Uh, to 18. The writer Bill Bender writes, it's a matchup of eight and four teams that had a disappointing seasons considering the preseason hype. The Badgers are currently 5-1 and one, uh, against the spread in bowl games under Paul Christ. So thoughts on that? Uh, we'll, we'll get into our score predictions later on in the podcast, but is that kind of right up your uh, what you guys are thinking for this podcast, uh, what, what you guys are seeing as well for this game? I think so, yeah. Um, there's a lot of key chess pieces missing for Arizona State. Um, you know, a few starters on both sides of the ball and a few very good starters at that. So it'll be really interesting to see what Coach Herm Edwards and the offensive coordinator Zach Hill have dialed up for this game. Uh, but let's not act like Wisconsin hasn't exactly, uh, you know, been strong throughout this entire process since they were named to the Las Vegas Bowl. I mean, they've had their own COVID troubles. Um, their offensive line is coming into the game, at least somewhat banged up. So that would be interesting to see how a Badgers team who loves to run the football uh, responds to a, a few key pieces missing out in the trenches. Yeah, we'll definitely see. So as me, me and you have talked about throughout the week, Connor, is you should be able to game plan for what the Badgers are going to want to do, and they're going to want to run the football and stay away from passing it as much as possible. The good news with all the opt-outs for the Sun Devils is they've mainly been in the secondary, not so much in the front seven. I mean, we are losing Darian Butler, but as of right now, you still have the rest of your front seven who should be, you know, should be prepared for this game. But whether or not they are isn't up to us. We'll have to take a look. You should know what they're going to do, and hopefully you can figure out what you want to do offensively, although it's a really stout defense. so But but like Donnie said, this isn't going to be a perfect Wisconsin team coming into this week. Maybe because we're covering Arizona State specifically, we're more focused on our flaws and weaknesses compared to a, a Wisconsin fanatic who would be focusing on their weaknesses. So we definitely have a lot of praise for this Wisconsin team, but who knows, maybe, maybe come game time, Arizona State's actually able to put up a really fair fight and go blow for blow with these guys. So Richie, you said uh, a lot of the starters in the secondary being out, which mainly would be Chase Lucas, Jack Jones, right? Uh, also right. missing Darian, Darian Butler, as you had alluded to, uh, not having guys like Tommy Hill in the field as well. Uh, but what about the entire offense? We're losing our entire offense for this game. Hey, we only lost two running backs. We lost the Rashad, the Rashad White. Like, what, what else right. do you the need on the offense? We lost the offense. So, so like, like me and you have talked about, man, this is this is the official audition for official audition. That that kind of flowed good for Daniel Legata to be the lead dog coming in the next year. So I'm I'm looking forward to it because, quite frankly, I thought there were times where Nagata looked like the surefire two over training. Uh, agreed. Um, College Football News has Wisconsin winning 26-13. to 13. Writer Pete Futak says that ASU will be looking at this uh, as the start of something big for the next year with quarterback Jaden Daniels leading the way, and then the Wisconsin defense will ruin that party. You know exactly what you're about to get, Braylon Allen and the Badger D, and they're going to repeat that with both. That that So, so Donnie, you're, you're kind of making a face here. Like, Is that like something that you're not expecting? Because I, I'm not going to lie, for the last like week, week and a half, I've had Braylon Allen in my nightmares. So for the most part, just running absolutely like up the middle, nobody stopping him at all, right into the end zone repeatedly. Oh, oh no, I, I definitely agreed with the Allen part. I was more so shaking my head at uh, some kind of like uh, golden chance for the Sun Devils to use the Las Vegas Bowl to kind of leapfrog themselves into 2022. Um, I mean, th this offense will, at least like personnel wise, won't look a whole lot like it is next year than what we're going to see on the field today, Thursday. Uh, so a very interesting take, uh, but I mean, no, Allen is a definitely stud 
on the defensive side of the ball. So especially with an ASU offensive line missing two of their starters, it's definitely going to have to be on the lookout for them. Definitely understandable. Uh, we were talking earlier this week, uh, we being Richie and I, we didn't realize how big Braylon Allen is. Uh, they haven't listed it. I think it was either like Sports Reference or ESPN where we were looking at Richie and he was like two six two, like 238 or something like that. Something very small, very small, tiny human. Yeah, I, I mean, he's no Brandon Jacobs. That he isn't. That he isn't. Our good friend, uh, the Power Index, has Wisconsin with a 61.5% chance to beat ASU. Just short of 62%. Is that a little close in anyone's like opinion? I, I feel like Wisconsin should be favored a little bit more. I, I'm not saying that ASU, spoiler alert, is probably going to lose this game because they have starters out. Like It's definitely a, a loss, no matter whether you're talking about Rashad White, anyone in the secondary, Darian Butler, things of that nature. But I, I think even with all the men, I'd be taking Wisconsin to win this game somewhat confidently. So even only sitting at 62% from their power index, I don't know. I, I feel like I was expecting more of like low to mid 70s, in my opinion. Well, maybe they're giving ASU the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, it is a bowl game, so you really never know what is going to happen during bowl mania season, whenever you want to call it. Uh, maybe they're trusting Herm Edwards to put together a game plan for Jaden Daniels now that he knows for sure his top two options at the running back position won't exactly be there. But like Richie alluded to a little bit earlier, Daniel Ongata, he's played, you know, very, very well in the small chances that he has gotten. Um, he's carried the ball 45 times. He's averaged a little bit over six yards per carry. He's found the end zone three times. Um, he's definitely a reliable guy when they've leaned on him this year. But the big question is, can he be that guy for an entire game? And I guess we're about to find out. Agreed. A lot of the, the articles, or at least other uh, opinions that they're taking, it's not so much that ASU, that they think ASU is not going to win. It, it's that they think they're definitely going to lose, but it, it's who's going to cover the spread, right? We're going to talk about some of the betting odds here uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, but there are a couple people taking ASU with the points. Doc Sports says take ASU with the points versus Wisconsin. Writer Guy Brun says the Sun Devils are, relinqu are relinquishing 20.9 points per game, ranking them 25th in the nation. ASU has conceded a total of 1,572 rushing yards or 131 yards per game on the ground, as well as 17 rushing touchdowns for the season. This year, they've been giving up 251 points. Uh, they've also given up 12 touchdowns via the pass and uh, essentially at like 200 yards per game, which has ranked them 27th in the Division I schools. The Sun Devils defense has been on the field for 794 plays, which ranks 33rd in Division I football. A lot of different stats I have just thrown at you. ASU with the points. I just, I don't know if I can do that. Um, but again, as I'm looking through a lot of these articles, no one's taking ASU. No one's taking the money line. No one's picking them outright. Is ASU being uh, like, are, are they not being given a, a fair chance? Or uh, again, is this kind of your guys' expectation for the outcome? No, I, I think it's probably right on the money because you have to, you have to look at least from an outsider's perspective, the entire offense in Rashawn White is gone. Um, there are two key starting cornerbacks and Jack Jones and Chase Lucas are gone. Darian Butler gone. Those are all very, very big pieces of the puzzle missing for Arizona State. Whereas Wisconsin necessarily hasn't exactly suffered those kind of losses. And, you know, if, if those two teams were on par in terms of wanting to schedule these two for a bowl game to, you know, be at least somewhat competitive in, those four opt-outs for Arizona State definitely puts them at a disadvantage whenever, you know, comparing them to a team like the Badgers. So I get it. I mean, I personally took Wisconsin, you know, with the six points. So, yeah, can't can't really blame Donnie for taking that spread. I, I honestly might be taking a look at that as well, maybe through betonline.ag. 
But regardless, I mean, there's no reason that Wisconsin shouldn't be favored and there's no reason that they they shouldn't be the the team that most people are betting on. I mean, it's a smart bet. Could ASU pull off the upset? Sure, of course they could. But I mean, there's a reason why Vegas is a winner more often than not. And it's not a surprise that they're taking Wisconsin and that majority of people are also taking Wisconsin to cover the points. And remember, good teams win, great teams cover the spread. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, ASU does not do well against the spread, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on in the podcast mm. here. Uh, but before we take a look at that, we've been talking a lot about the points, giving a, or going with the team specifically with the points. What do we mean? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But now we're going to uh, look at a specific ad from one of our friends here on Locked On from NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. You sink it and the championship's yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying heavily on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control over your finances, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and so much more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year too, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sentinels your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview in 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now. Gentlemen, we've been talking about a, a lot of like betting odds, like, some of our, our listeners definitely know what they're talking about and potentially are even betting on this game. We've even given some of our opinions so far. Uh, but let's take a look. Richie, you mentioned specifically betonline.ag, uh, one of our, our sponsors here at the Locked On Network. I'm not going to lie. When I, I don't remember if it was, I think, when Darian Butler announced that he was uh, um, getting ready for the drafts, so that he was going to be skipping the game. I took, I think, Wisconsin spread maybe then, or it might have been after Jack Jones had opted out. Uh, either way, it was not after Rashad White, but after like the sixth or seventh Sun Devil starter to say, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I took the spread at six and a half. However, I'm a fool because BetOnline has the the, uh, uh, the betting odds right here at minus six, not six and a half. So for, it's worth, for what it's worth, I would definitely like that uh, 0.5 back in my favor if I'd had it, but there you have it. The The current line right now is minus six for Wisconsin. If Rashad White was playing this game, I think I would feel at least more confident in their ability to cover the spread. Not so much win, but if Rashad White, who has essentially given the offense, uh, the Sun Devils their offensive identity this season, was playing, I'd feel more confident. Then you go to running back uh, Chip Trainum, very good running back, even though he had some fumbling issues down the stretches here. Also not playing in this game. So it's not a sight to Daniel Nagata, but considering the offensive identity of this team is is almost gone, short of Jaden Daniels' legs, I'm not feeling very good about this team. So uh, if that's the case, even from what uh, some of the uh, like the trends have been for I- either team this season, 
minus six for Wisconsin does not feel like a bad bet in my opinion. No, definitely not. And obviously I, I took it personally with my own hard earned money. So, I mean, I feel like I should let the great people of the locked on podcast network listeners know that I feel like that is a smart bet. Exactly what Richie said, you know, a couple minutes ago, if you're going to put money on this game, I, I really do feel confident unless you're willing to shell out some of that money line money and just take Wisconsin outright, that Wisconsin could easily win by six points or more. I mean, I feel like even if the spread hit like nine or 10 points, I would still kind of, you know, at least consider that, right? I mean, and, and Richie already said this before, maybe just because like we know Arizona State, we know what to expect out of these guys. We're not exactly fluent in what the Wisconsin Badgers are capable or not capable of doing, but at least from our end, I mean, this is a very depleted Sun Devils team. And until we see it on the field, there's just not a whole lot to really like, especially whenever trying to, you know, get six points from the Wisconsin Badgers. Well, and for for what it's worth, I do feel dirty all over saying saying that I would I would take Wisconsin over Arizona State and talking about how Wisconsin is better suited the cover and and all that. I, I just as an alumnus for Arizona State, I don't like that I am going against ASU. And spoiler alert, for the first time this year, I will not be picking ASU to win this game. But we'll be talking about that later in the podcast, obviously. But it, just, just to clarify for our listeners, I do not like talking about Arizona State in a negative fashion. It's just, unfortunately, this is a very, very good Wisconsin team. But like Donnie said, who knows? Like, again, are we fluent in, in what Wisconsin is, as Donnie put it? course not there's plenty that maybe we don't know that badger fans do know but we do speak right braylon now, allen though we we do know a lot about yeah. braylon allen and how much of a monster that dude is but we'll see connor we'll see right, richie I, I get where you're coming from my man i i don't like embedding specifically against asu but if we're giving out betting advice and today we are i'd be taking wisconsin to cover the spread in this game uh donnie and i have already put some money down on this game don't get me wrong. I hope Jaden Daniels tosses four touchdowns and they put up 50 points. Same. Yeah. I just hope Wisconsin scores it. 57. But hey, this is a win-win situation, right? It is a win-win situation because either we win some, well, there's a chance that ASU loses by like three or four, but the odds are probably either we win some money or ASU pulls out the win. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. If ASU does happen to cover the spread and not win, then we're all just losers at that point. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and take a look at the over-under for this game. Before I start to rattle off a couple of different uh, notes that I have kind of about the spread and the over-under, but currently sitting at 41 and a half. 41 and a half. I understand these are two uh, defensively. That's just for heavy. Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin <laughs> scoring 41 and a half? That is the total for the game, my friend. Total for the game, which I don't think it's that off. Like I could That's very low. easily see this game. I, it, it totally is. So, spoiler, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taking the over in this game, but I can very easily see this game ending in, like, the high 30s to mid 40s. Uh, that's probably about where my score prediction is going to be. Uh, but going back to what I said earlier, without Rashad White, how is ASU going to be able to put up points? Seriously. Like, it's not that they're devoid of talent, but for a Wisconsin uh, Badger defense that's very solid, uh, been very, very good throughout the year, Without Rashad, I don't feel confident in Jane Daniels leading this team to multiple scoring touchdowns. Drive, yeah, especially, I say. especially with two receivers um, missing out of the action too. And granted, um, you know the guys like Porter and um, who was the other guy? Oh, are you talking about the transfer portal Porter and uh, 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 Brandon? Not Brandon, the the Utah kid, right? No, no, that's Brian Thompson. Oh, yeah, I'm stumped. 
it, Johnny Wilson. It, it was uh, yes, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Wilson, okay. Garrett Porter, and Johnny Wilson. Um, th- those guys weren't exactly Jaden Daniels' top targets this year, but still, I mean, they, it's going to open up a lot of opportunity for maybe a guy like Elijah Badger to come through uh, for Arizona State and kind of flash yep. what a lot of people were hyped about whenever he was coming in as a freshman this year. Give me Chad Johnson Jr. for 500. Yep, yep. Either um, I'm ready for it. Either two of those guys would be fine. In terms of the over-under, though, I mean, you have to think, these are two teams that love the run to football and two teams that really like to play good defense, too. And, I mean, granted, I know we just spoke about uh, guys like Chase Lucas and guys like Jack Jones and Darius Butler not playing. But if you're an odds maker and you're trying to look at two teams that, one, like to establish the run, which does take a lot of time off the clock, and, two, like to play very solid fundamental defense, more times than not, a lot of those drives aren't exactly going to end in touchdowns, right? So I definitely do see the appeal of taking the under. And honestly, the, the more I talk, I, I'm kind of talking myself into taking the under. What was that, 42? 41 Essentially, and a half. yeah. 41 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so tough. What, that's so tough because the, it could easily be a defensive slugfest. Mm-hmm. My problem is I think Wisconsin is going to be all or nothing. Wisconsin's going to put up 21 or they're going to put up 40. Like, it's just it's going to depend so much on ASU's defense being able to contain Wisconsin because, like it or not, I don't think ASU's putting up more than twenty-five points. So it, it's going it's going to depend on ASU's defense. I, f- I feel like that's the biggest X factor here. How is the defense going to perform for Arizona State? So with that, it's interesting that you say twenty-one. I've got a, a little nugget on Wisconsin scoring twenty-one points this year. Uh, ironically Ooh. enough, but Richie, really quick, before I read these to you guys, over are you taking the over/under? I don't think I heard your answer. I I think I'm taking the over, and I I actually feel good about taking the over. Forty-one and, and a Donnie, half. Donnie, yeah, it's Donnie, just, you you sorry, uh, you you said you're taking the under there. I think so. Yeah, I, I could easily see this game hitting the over, but it might be just a pessimist to me. But I'll, I'll take the under forty-one and a half. Sounds like a gentleman's bet. Right. Sounds good. Okay, well, before you guys shake hands, which you already did, so good for we you. Did. I'm going to read you guys some specific stats and let me know if any of this changes your mind. Uh-oh. Wisconsin has hit the over, and when I say them, them and the, their opponent, right? Wisconsin's games or ASU's yeah. games. Wisconsin's games have hit this specific over 58.3% of the time. Not necessarily very glowing so far. ASU has done so 80% of the time. There you go. Uh, teams combined to score 55.5 points per game, uh, I believe, in ASU's games. Uh, which is 14 and a half over uh, this current over. Uh, and I believe Wisconsin was only like one, one and change. They had scored like 40, 42 and change or something like that. So very close to the current over, uh, over under. Um, defenses have allowed 37.3 combined points between the two teams, which is 3.7 fewer points than the current total. Does that make sense? So both ASU's defense and Wisconsin's defense are only uh, – allowing 37.3 points per game combined with that information so far, either of you willing to change your answer. I, I still feel confident in taking the over. I mean, truly Connor, it just, each team gets three touchdowns and another team gets a field goal. That That's not asking a lot in, in a four know. quarter in a four quarter game and overtime included. I, I still feel confident in the over. You would just need three, three touchdowns each essentially. Cause that would get that's you to 42. Yeah, but you also set a field goal. Well, three three touchdowns and a field goal. But team needs a field goal to win. Connor can't tie at twenty one. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Uh, all right, a couple more nuggets here for you. 
Both teams have averaged more uh, total points per game than 41 this season. Uh, as I was alluding to earlier, Wisconsin's averaging 42.4, while ASU is averaging 52.5. Here's that little nugget from earlier that, you, Richie, when you had uh, mentioned 21. When Wisconsin puts up 21 points or more this year, they are 6-1 and one against the spread. When they put up more than 21 points, they are 6-1 and one against the spread and 7-0 and oh in those games. Gentlemen, do you feel like Wisconsin is going to put up more than 21 points in this game against ASU? I do, but barely. Uh, I, I still don't know how much I, I trust Wisconsin, especially in the bowl game where they, and I hate to pull this, where they might not exactly be quote-unquote motivated because remember this is the Badgers team that was kind of expected to go to a Big Ten title game and yep. much like Arizona State dropped a few key games along the way granted I do think the Badgers did finish the year quite strong and hence they find themselves in this kind of bowl game but I think at the end of the day yeah I, I would say anywhere between like the 21 to 30 range for me is probably realistic for uh, ex- expecting what the Badgers can do on the offensive side of the football. Um, so with that they they are 7-0 and in games that they've put up more than 21 points or 6-1 against the spread. That being said, they've played 12 games this year. That means there's five games where they didn't put up 21 points. Like, it, it doesn't sound like a lot. And, Donnie, to your point, if, if they're not as motivated as they are, because it's not that it means nothing as a bowl game, but it's not like they're trying to get to the big uh, uh, to their, their conference championship game, right? It, it's a little different. So, um, with that last little point there uh, – Wisconsin being 6-1 against the spread when they put up 21 or more points. Gentlemen, are either of you willing to change your mind or are you staying firm on that gentleman's bet? I would like to stay firm. Okay, there you have it. So it sounds like everyone is taking Wisconsin to cover the spread here in this case at 6, according to betonline.ag. And then Rich and I are both taking the over in this game. um, And then Donnie is taking the under at 41 and a half. So we'll see how that goes. We'll definitely be talking about that towards the end of the game. We'll put that out on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to have a, a little uh, tweet or something going back and forth towards the end of it, uh, or at least decide on the punishment before kickoff, decide on the punishment. <laughs> so Richie and I already made a gentleman's bet from a, a basketball game earlier this year, and I owe him in and out, So, which I will pay up on. It just hasn't, uh, hasn't come up yet. So uh, uh, with life, that, let's, crazy. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the last portion of the podcast for today. But really quickly, let's talk to you about one of our favorite sponsors here. They're going to be Bet Online, who has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the College Bowl seasons and the pro football playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. BetOnline game starts. All right, gentlemen, so we have talked about some different expert opinions for this game. We've talked about some of the betting odds for it. Now let's move into some bold predictions and our score predictions. Uh, so with that, if you, got, if you guys don't mind, I'll go ahead and start us off here as far as bold predictions. I know I said that I don't feel confident in Jane Daniels leading multiple scoring drives. I will say I'm going to be bold here because I'm not confident in it per se. I think Jaden's going to have a multi-touchdown game where he has one on the ground and one through the air. I think with the lack of their running game, short of it just being uh, uh, Daniel Nagata plus Jaden Daniels' legs, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Daniels finds the end zone here at least once. And for him to put up one passing touchdown, 
shouldn't be that hard. I say shouldn't, but it has been through many games this season. Richie, would you care? Go, go ahead, Donnie. Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so when when trying to put like bold predictions up for a ball game, it's definitely hard, right? Because you really don't know what to expect. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks off, so you don't really know if they've installed anything. I think I'm going to take a leap of faith here. And I know for the past, what, half hour, uh, I've been sitting here bad-mouthing Arizona State and pretty much anybody. But we think they're going to win by 50. You heard it here first. Yep. Yep, absolutely. No. Nope. I, I, <laughs> I, th- I think the absence of guys like Tranum and White is probably going to put the hands, uh, put the ball in the hands and on the feet of quarterback Jaden Daniels to run a little bit more. So my bold prediction will be Jaden Daniels hits at least 75 yards and one rushing touchdown on the rim. My turn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, offensive prediction. I, I, I'm going to go all out here. I'm going to say that I almost said shift training. No, uh, Daniel Nagata. I'm going to say he gets 120 total yards and finds the end zone once. All righty. I, I have one more, or sorry, I've got two more bold predictions, one more offense, one more defense. Uh, this one I have ASU will have less than 125 rushing yards uh, and will pass for over 225. Not so much as a, they're going to dominate per se. Uh, they're averaging like 199 and change to the air, I think. Uh, and then they're averaging, I think, just over 200 on the ground. But it, it's going to be more out of like necessity, right? We're talking about uh, the amount of talent they're missing at the running back position. So not they're not going to try to run the ball. But if that doesn't get going and Jaden Nanos has to pass a little bit more, I, I don't think he's going to be so much efficient per se. I just think with the amount of, of guys missing on the ground game, it's going to be more likely, I think, to pass, which is it's going to lead to more yards for Jaden. So I'm not saying it's going to be efficient. I just think he will overall get some more yards there. I said it better myself. I mean, maybe you could have. I, I stutter a lot, but that's okay. Uh, Don, you hop in with my second prediction. Cool. Um, oh, man. I, I didn't rehearse any of these, but – I'll go ahead and say ASU finds a way to get two interceptions in this game. Somehow, some way, two picks. Don't ask me what they do with with those extra possessions, but I'm going to say we get two interceptions. So, sorry, Donnie, really quick. Um, it, it's interesting that you say interceptions versus just like turnovers. Um, I, I haven't looked at how many uh, passing attempts Wisconsin averages per game, considering they've got two stud running backs. That's going to lead to less passing volume, I think, for Wisconsin. Um, so they're going to have to make the most of what I would say is probably going to be 25-ish pass attempts, right? Uh, but ASU, for the last, really since like 2019, right, they lead the Pac-12 uh, in turnovers uh, per game. Uh, they, they've been doing it for so long. They haven't played a game in a month, so we haven't seen it. But uh, they were very good at forcing turnovers all season long. So if they do end up finding a way to do that, would not be surprised at all. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Wisconsin quarterback, Mertz, He's kind of turnover prone, isn't he? Like, he didn't exactly have a glaring year in terms of passing the football. There's been multiple Badger games I remember watching where he's made very key mistakes in route to Wisconsin losing. Yeah, so me and Connor have taken a look at this, and they actually have more interceptions than they do passing touchdowns. Between him and the backup, they have, I believe it's 10, or it might be 11 passing touchdowns to 13 or 14 interceptions. You know, I think it's 10 to 13. 13 sounds correct for the interceptions. Yeah, I believe it's 10 to 13. You see, if, if Jones and Lucas were playing, I would feel really good about Richie's ball prediction. I, I will say, though, um, safety DeAndre Pierce will be playing, by the way. Yep. I don't know if you guys saw. 
I believe so. We have both him and uh, and Fields, correct? Yes. Yeah. So at least and, we have our... and my dude Jordan Clark. That's yep. right. Yep. Love Jordan Clark. Uh, okay, Donnie, do you have a bold prediction here? Or do you want me to move on to my last one? Go ahead and move on. I'll, I'll get one in here right now. Cool. Uh, so I think Eric Gentry is going to be the start of the defense uh, with many of the other starters out other than like maybe Tyler Johnson. Some of the other linebackers as well have been uh, kind of mainstay starters throughout the season. Um, I, I think Gentry is going to be the one that flashes. Uh, I do think he forces a turnover somehow, some way, whether it is forcing a fumble or gets a pick. He hasn't forced one on the season. So for that to say it's bold, even though he hasn't had a ton of playing time, it is bold in itself if he hasn't done it before. So I, I think Gentry is going to step in uh, for Darian Butler playing that linebacker position. Uh, it's going to be a bright spot for the Sun Devils defense moving forward. All right. So I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm going to go a little crazy here. Just a little bit. I'm going to say hey, it's your bold has, prediction. Yes. I'm going to say Jaden has more touchdowns and turnovers. So now, now that could be one touchdown and zero turnovers, but I do believe he has more touchdowns and turnovers, whether it's one to nothing or seven to six. That's what if I got. If he throws seven touchdowns, I don't care how many turnovers he has. What if he has 11? I don't care. How many of those drives are to, to touchdowns for Wisconsin? 11. Ah, oh, now I care. <laughs> now I care. Well, that's, that's going to be pretty good since they get what, like maybe 12 possessions throughout the whole game. I was going to say, they don't even get their own possession. They just, they only get the possessions where we turn the ball over wow. and, and start of the second half. Cause obviously they're going to win the coin toss and defer. That would be something for sure. We want the ball. Daniel, and we're going to score. Donnie, before we, uh, we move on to our, our score predictions for the end of the podcast, any bold predictions from you? Yeah, I think with the two guys missing out of the receiver core, um, on top of the two top running backs being off the Arizona State, I really think there's an opportunity to be had there. Um, obviously, we're all big fans of Ricky Parasol on the podcast. And he, should, he should get the lion's share of work in that receiver core, but somebody else has to step up. I'm going to say either one of Chad Johnson Jr. or Elijah Badger will have over five catches in this game. Over five? Wow. Over five. Yeah, which I think matched their season total for both of them, right? Like combined. I don't think Chad Johnson caught a pass yeah, this year. I, I don't think so either. I feel like which he had I'm at least. A, I feel like he at least had a target. Like I feel like I heard his name, right? Like, I, I'm not too too crazy, but I don't think you're wrong about the catches. He just didn't get a lot of work in general. He didn't earn it. So, which is saying something about this other receiving core if he didn't earn away on the field. So, Donnie is stat checking as we speak. While we do that, I'll go ahead and move on to our, our score predictions, and I'll start us off there. Uh, so I had ASU – or sorry, I had Wisconsin covering the spread at minus six. Uh, I'm taking them to win 27 to 16. Uh, maybe ASU finds a way to get at least one scoring touchdown drive, uh, maybe a couple other field goals. But that also would uh, mean they have to make three field goals for them to hit that 16. So, But there you have so, it. I have Wisconsin. Uh, can confirm Elijah Badger – Actually had six receptions this year, 453 yards, uh, along right. of 19. And then Chad Johnson Jr. did not catch a ball. I, I don't even remember him being on the field. I don't much. either. Yeah. I truly don't. I feel and like he was for a very for a very short amount of time. I feel like he was. But it, it, the point being is, even if he was, it was so forgettable. So, yeah. Which is a bummer because I actually uh, – you can ask our good friend Cindy Robinson over on Lockdown Pac-12. I, I had brought up to her – before uh, the season kicked off that I was really, really looking forward to getting some Chad Johnson Jr. this year. And unfortunately he didn't get to the field, but right side, there's going to be a lot of spots open next year. So that's, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, as far as a score prediction, I think 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Wisconsin, unfortunately, and I'm very upset about that. I'm taking them twenty eight to twenty. Be careful using that word, good friend, with Cindy. Uh, you don't have to talk to her after all of ASU's losses. Uh, that hey, has I had very... to talk to her after Oregon State. I'm very Checking. sorry, and and that had to be the worst loss. That uh, that has not been very fun. Uh, what about Washington State? <laughs> that was you, my friend. I oh, only no, talked saying... for one loss this year. I know. I'm just saying, like the worst loss, Washington State was probably their worst loss, unless I'm just not remembering Oregon State at all, right? Washington uh, State I mean, was the I mean, game. Oregon State, we only put up 10 points and we couldn't stop their their gimmicky quarterback from running the football on fourth down. So, I mean, that wasn't a great loss. Wazoo stunk because we were at that game. Well, I just all, all the turnovers and everything as well. But regardless, uh, Cindy Robinson hosted Washington. Yeah, uh, like 10 times, I think. Oh, that, okay. Give or take. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Cindy Robinson, host of Lockdown Pac-12. Uh, if you haven't listened to her yet, uh, she's expert in everything for all your Pac-12 content. So definitely give her a listen as well. Donnie, uh, we'll move on to you for the final score prediction for the Vegas Bowl. I think in order to uh, match my hopefully winning betting ticket of Wisconsin, excuse me, minus six, and keeping the score at under of under 41 and a half, I think I could go Badgers 24-17. I'm just not confident. Jaden Daniels hasn't really shown me a full lot to where he can put this game on his shoulders specifically with two receivers out, with two of his top weapons out, with uh, two offensive linemen out as well. With some key pieces missing on defense, it looks like it might be able to turn into a shootout. And that's just not something I'm confident in Jaden Daniels winning at this time. I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't, I'm hoping we're very wrong. But at this moment in time, as we sit here in the Flamingo, woo! I don't know. Yeah, and for, for what it's worth, kind of playing on Donnie's point, is me and Connor have talked all year long, and I know that Donnie knows this too. You get ASU off their game script, game over. The moment, the moment you take away what they want to do, and that's run the football, done. It's, it's over. The moment ASU is going to get down two possessions, I will lose my faith in them being able to come back. They just, like Donnie said, they can't win shootouts. Imagine, imagine getting RKO'd in the first snap of the game. Watch out! But it happens. Watch out! Watch out! It happens, Donnie. I'm gonna put you. On, like, I'm sorry, only because of your score prediction. I'm just gonna do this to you once. Uh, ASU is down seven. You said based on your score prediction, you're a .5 away from hitting that over. Right. Jaden Daniels has the ball on the last drive of the game. Are you cheering for ASU <laughs> to win, to win the Vegas Bowl? And you ultimately lose some money. Be, be real. Be real with us. Um, I I hope both teams have fun at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. I, I'm glad I, you asked. I, I may or may not have uh, been during Arizona State's win against Southern Utah to begin the year. I may or may not have cringed at a last-minute touchdown Arizona State ran in while up like four <laughs> possessions. I think I was the only one in the press box that just sat there. That just sat there with like my, my my hand on my face, and I was just like, "Did that really happen?" Oh and you know what? I, I think people listening can probably put two and two together. You know what? Oh if if ASU does have the chance to uh, to tie or take the lead in like a two point conversion to start that drive, I think I'd be looking to cash out and see what that is right yeah. before that drive starts. Okay, I, I only could lose two dollars. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> take it. <laughs> well, there you have it. There is uh, everything. The Vegas Bowl, ASU versus the Wisconsin Badgers going to be a great game. Uh, there's a lot of our favorite Sun Devils that are going to be missing for their last game as a Sun Devil, which is going to be a bummer for sure. But 
definitely going to want to watch this and not miss anything prior to the 2022 season all the way in like what late August. So a lot of time in between games for ASU definitely don't want to miss this game. Uh, but thank you so much for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Gentlemen, as we had talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we have all of our, our social media accounts, specifically on Twitter. Uh, Donnie, again, our good friends can find you where? Uh, at Donnie Juron and at all Sun Devils. There you have it. That is the Sports Illustrated Sun Devils expert, Donnie Druin, joining us yet again for the podcast. You can find Richie and I uh, at Richie Brads with the Z36, and you can find me at C Drios. You can also follow our Locked On uh, Sun Devils Twitter page. That's at LO underscore Sun Devils. We have content that comes out Monday through Friday for you guys. Uh, never miss an episode. Make sure to click subscribe on, on at either Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, and, and get that notification for every time an episode drops. Now make your second listen to Lockdown Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on right here with the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast.